we think that once we get stuck in this rut and in this pattern, this is it. And it becomes our normal, right? We're serving uh, to our detriment and we're serving because we angry and we really don't want to do it. That That is not service because you're not going to get any return on that seat. It don't matter if other people aren't setting the boundaries. It's not your responsibility to go with the flow and be exhausted and tired and bitter. Like it's your sole responsibility to get your mental health in order and not wait for somebody else to do that for you. Being consistent and also understanding that when you set your boundaries, you do have to be willing to reinforce them. Once you got to the point where you signed up and you made the decision like, I'm gonna be in this program and dedicate these next few months to really doing this, like everybody's already on the same page. The joy and the smile and, and you know, the happiness that you have today is available to you it is waiting for you if you just make a decision that oh i can be that happy welcome everyone to why she's winning here's my camera i am your host christy rutherford and today i have the absolutely phenomenal and fantastic stephanie banks let me tell y'all about stephanie right quick i just had it i promise stephanie has over a decade of corporate finance experience at a publicly traded U.S. multinational CPG corporation. She has held various roles supporting offices in Colorado and Wisconsin, in the U.S. and abroad in the U.K. and Czech, Czech Republic as a part of a special assignment during her tenure. Her recent activities include supporting a systems migration project, primarily managing engagement between various stakeholders across the U.S., Canada, and Romania. Previously, she provided technical tax support to the Treasury, LATAM finance and strategy teams on numerous U.S. cross-border transactions, including royalties, cash repatriations, mergers and acquisitions, and derivative instruments, and hedging activities in multiple jurisdictions where foreign subsidiaries, subsidiaries operated. She is a 2021 McKinsey Black Executive Leadership Program alumni. Her education and credentials also include admission to the Louisiana State Bar, LLM in taxation from the University of Denver Sturm College of Law, JD from Southern University Law Center. My God, you got more degrees than me. And a BS in accounting from Louisiana State. Welcome, Stephanie. Hello. All right, so. Oh, I'm fine today. Did you check me out before we got on the line? Because I was like, oh, the light is, is, is hitting me. It's hitting me right. So, Stephanie, what was going on with you when you uh when you decided to join us? Because it's a whole story in that. It is a whole story. The short version is I was absolutely miserable because I was exhausted every single day, no matter how much sleep I got. If I got a lot of sleep, if I got a little bit of sleep, I was exhausted. And then I started getting mad at everybody else because I was exhausted. <laughs> and so eventually I did make a really big decision to pivot. And so once I did that, I had gotten to the point where I was like, okay, I really need to do something different. This is working. I was like, okay, but now I need to figure out what to do next because I literally don't know. Like, yes, I've thought out this decision. I know this is what I want to do and make this change, but I need some help. So that's where I was. I literally was watching a um, YouTube video of you on a podcast that I like, Social Proof Podcast, and you were telling your story and I'm like, 
this is who I need to talk to. This is who I need to connect with. So that's how I ended up on your line. So, you know, there is an exhaustion that sleep, vitamins, and coffee won't address. And and that's soul exhaustion, right? Like, and and a lot of us are walking around tired. And, and <clears throat> I remember a lady who told me that she had a coffee maker beside her bed. And so uh, before she got out of bed, she already had two cups of coffee. I was like, girl, something is not is not um, the coffee and your energy. Your soul is exhausted. And we're trying to use these external things to be able to fix what's going on on the inside. So you joined us for the January event, right? So you're like free, free, free. Yes. And I was on the infamous January call. <laughs> the one that will go down in history. Yes. So um it, it's five hours and what's so so i was talking to somebody the other day she was like yeah you talked for five hours like what can you possibly talk about in five hours i'm like it sounds like a long time but y'all actually need to be adequately fed during that time so what was your experience you know um besides the infamous event but what was your experience with the event and the information that was shared i think it was the first time i was like oh i can actually change this situation like it's really up to me all these other outside factors are happening but that really has nothing to do with me i can actually focus on the things that i want and change them and i i really believe that and i think just hearing so many other people and this whole idea of everybody's coming with their reason of why they've gotten to this place and that's great and you were like but i don't want y'all to talk about that <laughs> I need you to focus on like what you're going to do moving forward. And like, yes, you have a story. Yes, you have all these, you know, quote unquote, valid reasons as to why you are the way you are, whether you're upset, you're angry, whatever the case may be. But like, it's not OK. And I think that was just like the wake up call of being like, oh, OK, it's not OK for me to act like this and be upset with everybody because I'm tired. Oh, all right. Then somebody should have told me. <laughs> So, so the the whole goal of this podcast and the events is really to let women know we don't have to live like this, <laughs> right? Like, and we think that once we get stuck in this rut and in this pattern, this is it, and it becomes our normal, and it becomes our pattern, and we're kind of stuck and miserable. And can't tell nobody, which is which is like the whole thing is. We can't tell anybody because we have success. We can't tell anybody because we have the, the position that people want. We have the money that people want. And we're absolutely miserable. And so my whole goal is to be like, hey, girl, you know you can change, right? And y'all are like, nobody's ever said that before. So talk to us about, um, I would say, like your biggest aha before you went into the program, you know, you said, okay, I can change. What's one more thing that was, I think, um, uh, I want to say a luminary, like what other thing, like a light bulb that went off in your head that, that you could be different? One, there were obviously other people who were there just sharing brief experiences. Like this is sort of what, there's proof. There are real people that I can look at and say, oh, okay, like this person is... <laughs> sharing their experience like i can't deny that this has worked for them right so it's not just like oh you're selling me a dream there was proof there was evidence of other people who were in similar situations who saying listen like this is possible so the community yeah that's good i, I had a lady who left a comment on my um 
YouTube. She's like, man, I found you. And I started binge watching your stuff. She said, it lets me know I'm not alone. And that's the thing about women in leadership is we think we're by ourselves. We don't know we're, we're, it's a small collective group of women. And I'm only after, I'm not for everybody. Let's be clear. Chrissy Rollinford ain't for everybody. But there's a small subsection group of women who are leaders, who are world changers, and, and we're burning out and we can't tell anybody. Um, and, and we don't know that we can change, right? So let's talk about, <clears throat> I always say something kind of offensive, uh, which is true. I don't remember. Did I say anything to you? I always be like, I don't remember. And they be like, yes, you did. So did I say something? Okay, what, what was your label? You called me Miss Popoff. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I didn't even, I mean, maybe it was offensive, but I was like, yes, you, you are absolutely right. And it was interesting. Right. Go ahead, go. I was going through the journey. Once, like, you know, we got into the curriculum and the coursework, there was um, these videos that we were watching, like the Eckhart Tolle videos. And there was a lady on the call who was like, you know, like she had a question at the end, like, so excuse me, you're expecting me basically to like, you know, turn the other cheek on everything for lack of a better word. And she was kind of like, I'm not with that. And I was like, you know what, Michelle from Philly, I'm not with that either. <laughs> so I think initially I was like, okay, you're exactly right. But then as, you know, time went on, you keep listening to the material in the curriculum. I realized that for me, that was one of the reasons why I was so exhausted, right? If you're just every day showing up, putting up a fight every day and knuck if, knuck if you buck is your theme song, then yeah, you are exhausted. This is the reason why you're exhausted. Who would have known you were, you were knuck if you buck? Look at smiling and, and cheesing all the time. I forgot. And, you know, I always be like this. I remember who you was when I met you. Uh, but now we try to live in the present moment. So, okay, Miss Popoff, what was the qualities? Uh, what did you used to do before? Um, and then what did you learn about how you were creating barriers to your success with that? Yeah, I mean, I think it was just every, like I say, everything that came up, if someone offended me, I felt like it needed to be addressed. It didn't matter how big, how small it needed to be addressed. And I was addressing things equally. I was not discriminating against anyone. <laughs> and I, you know, over time realized, okay, one, this is not good. I am wasting time on these things that in the grand scheme of things really don't matter. Um, it's causing friction with other people because other people are scared. Like, okay, I don't know if I should interact with her. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. Like, is she gonna treat me? the same way if, if I do something. So yeah, it was, it was causing problems. So, all right. So Nuck if you book, <clears throat> I'm gonna call you Nuck if you book. So <laughs> you had, you know, you have like a match for certain situations and then you have like the flicker gun that you kind of like flick for certain situations. And then you have that is like a tank that you carry with propane. And then you have the thing that firefighters use to like to, to do control fire. So basically you were fire hosing everybody who says something to you, no matter how small the offense, it was egregious and everybody was going to get burned out. Is that pretty much what was going yeah. on? 
because it wasn't based on their situation. It was based on, okay, well, nine other people have already like got to me today and you're number 10. So even though yours is this big, I'm already at this level, right? So people don't know that. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on with you? It's like, listen, stay away. <laughs> Hey, Chris Rutherford here. If you want to learn how to get a 30% raise this year without getting another degree, go ahead and get my free case study and get this information. Use it. You can go to changenowwithchrissy.com, changenowwithchrissy.com. It's about 30 minutes. Use the insight, own your value, and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. See you soon. So how did that how did that show up at work, right? Like what were some of the, the, because the thing about when we're, when we're on fire, which, which we're justified to be angry, let's be clear. Kind of. Women and in leadership, women of color in leadership, sisters especially, we do have a right to be angry, but that's some bull SHIT because we're tired, we're exhausted, we're dying, we're sick. So, do we really have a right to be angry? And I think <clears throat> somebody put up a whole post about, you know, I have a right to be an angry black woman. I was like, no, you do not because you're sick and you're tired and you're exhausted. And then it shows up at home. So talk about what's one or two things that women who see themselves in their story, um, what are one or two things that you did to be able to, um, you know, to move from that? Like what's two things, two actions that women can take to be able to get out of that being anger, but angry, because I know we got several women in the program that would chase people down the hall, hallway if somebody say something to them, you'll say something. Like we got some knuck if you buck women uh, yeah. over here. So what's two things that they can do? Yeah, I mean, the first thing was just realizing that it's not helpful to you. Like it's just, it doesn't serve you at all. And I think just having somebody tell you like, you can go your life thinking that you're justified in the way you feel, but it's not serving you at all. And like, you just need to let that go. So I think the first thing came with forgiveness. For me, it was honestly just getting all the practices that I needed to get in place so that I would be okay before I got to wherever I was going, work or whatever kind of interaction with other people. And that gave me almost like a buffer or an allowance for, okay, some things are going to be happening throughout the day, but if I have my practices in place or the list of things that I know that bring me joy and I am focused on, okay, I'm doing these things, then when the, the same things that were happening before show up, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so crazy. Like, Or I just laugh it off. Like, now all of a sudden it's, it's funny, whereas before I had the blowtorch out, right? So I think that was, that was the first thing. And the other thing was just being consistent and also understanding that when you set your boundaries, you do have to be willing to reinforce them. And I think sometimes that's the hard part because it's like, OK, it was hard enough for me to set the boundaries because I really do like helping people. But at the same time, I don't like helping people to my detriment. You've been watching my videos because I was going to say to your detriment, like you've been watching my stuff. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about boundaries because sometimes we think that if we just give, 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 people are going to turn around and pour. 
that's not true. They just only got their cup. And this is the thing, Stephanie, we've trained them to only receive. And I remember when I left the, you know, the Coast Guard and I mentored all these people and, you know, all this other kind of stuff. And I started selling coffee. Yeah, I was crazy. I was so crazy. But, you know, I was in this network marketing company. And I asked some of the very people that I assisted with doubling their salaries, you know, and I mentored for years. Buy a $36 box of coffee from me. And they were offended that I actually asked them for something. So I'm shocked. Like, hold up. <laughs> but is that them or is that me? Like, they were offended that I actually asked them to do something after I had been serving exhaustively for 10 years, right? So then everybody got cut off. So what it, what was, you know, I would say one example of what are your experiences about, you know, how you created the scenario and then the boundary that you drew uh, to be able to save yourself? Yeah, I mean, just generally, I would think about, okay, Am I doing this because I'm expecting something in return from the person, whether it's, you know, a later date or if I just think, well, I'm helping them out with the understanding that at some point, if I need something, they're going to help me out, too. The first thing was just getting rid of that. Like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it because I want to do it. And if you do nothing for me, I'm perfectly fine with that. So that relieved a lot of, you know stress for me because it already in my mind i'm already establishing i'm not doing this if i don't want to do it so it was healthier for me and then that way if something happened and they didn't do it, it it wasn't like oh i feel bad because you didn't do this or if you did something for me i feel like i owe you something right so that was completely out of the window and it was just like okay well if i'm saying that one of my days out the week i'm gonna be out of the office at this time that's what I'm doing. So if something comes up at six, I'm sorry, like, hey, I'm available Tuesday, right? I don't do the explanation. I know this is important to me. And so if I budge and I do this and now I'm upset because I stayed late, I knew this was my boundary. You didn't know it. You didn't know you crossed it. Then it's that's my fault. Yeah, that's good. You know, um, I want to unpack two of the things that you said. One, drawing a boundary. We can't be mad that people cross boundaries. We never communicate. Um, and then two, you talked about only doing what you wanted to do. And I think that's a part of the challenges that we're, we're serving because we're taught to serve, but we're serving um, thinking that we're sowing good seed and we're not because we're sowing with an attitude, right? We're serving... Uh, to our detriment and we're serving because we angry and we really don't want to do it. That That is not service because you're not going to get any return on that seed. So let's unpack that one first. I just, I don't have my pen and paper because I'm, you know, <laughs> you know what's going on before, before we jumped on this camera. Um, so, um, and then the second one is, what did I just say? What did I say the second one? I don't remember. Okay, great. So let's just keep rocking. So let's talk about, um, you know, doing what you want to do. How is like, what does that really mean? And let's unpack it a little bit, you know, for the viewers and the listeners, because, you know, when we get when we get caught in people pleasing. Right. And we get caught in service and we get caught in doing what everybody else wants us to do. What do you really mean? You only do what you want to do. Yeah, I think. The thing that I realized was there are a lot of things that I can do just because I'm naturally curious and I like figuring things out. Right. So if somebody comes to me with a problem, 
I'm pretty certain, like I feel 99% confident most of the time I can help them work through it, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean I want to do that. So I am focused on the things that I actually want to do that I enjoy doing. And even as I was thinking about, you know, the topic, since I just saw it yesterday with everybody else, to me, when we're saying what is happiness, that's what it is, right? It's me doing what I want to do. And that changes. It's not like I'm going to give you a list of 10 things like these 10 things are happiness. No, it's this is what it is today. And tomorrow it might change. And if it changes, that's what I'm doing. And I'm not doing whatever it was yesterday. So don't expect that from me. <laughs> you just told my the madness of my secret sauce. Y'all, you don't know. None of y'all know what the title is going to be. Right. You be like this. I wonder what me and Chrissy going to talk about. It's always a surprise. You learn with everybody else. That's funny. Uh, the second thing I talked about was, um, you know, we can't be mad at work because I talked to somebody who, you know, I was like, look, you need help. Uh, <laughs> you want to burn out. You need to, you want to live a better life. You know how I talk on the phone. Uh, it's, it's a little bit louder than that. Um, and, and she was like, oh, you know, I don't have time with my job and, you know, they won't let me and all this other kind of stuff and not my job. And I'm like, you can't you can't be mad and say what your job won't let you do if you freaking draw the boundary. Does that make sense? You can't be mad if people call you on Saturday at six o'clock in the morning or six o'clock at night. If you don't say don't call me. Does that make sense? Or when you just talked about, um, you know, something that people wanted to have a, a meeting and you were like, yeah, I'm, I'm free on Tuesday. People will honor the boundary that you set. So what's been your experience, <clears throat> you know, with setting boundaries and what advice do you have for women who feel like they're a hostage to their job and they have to be available 24 seven, you know, 365, even on vacation. What advice do you have for them? Yeah, I would say that's exactly what happened. People honored the boundaries, but the, the interesting thing was, you know, they didn't stop doing the things that they were doing. So you have to be able to separate the fact that when you establish your boundaries, you may be the only one trying to have healthy boundaries, right? So it's okay. Like you have to let go of the fact that they're still working around the clock and this perception that they may be further along than you are because you didn't do that. But guess what? You're, you're well rested. And to go back to the point that you were saying about, you know, sowing the seeds and essentially you reap what you sow. I completely agree with that. So all those things that you are doing reluctantly because you really don't want to do them, then yeah, you're not sowing good seeds and you won't reap anything good from that. So it's just, again, it's a waste. It's not a good use of your time to do that. You know, it's the same thing because the lady was like, uh, I said, your boss ain't taking these calls. She's like, yes, he is. I'm like, well, still, that don't mean that you have to. Exactly. Right. Like, just like you said, if, if everybody's stuck on a hamster wheel, they will still learn and respect maybe or maybe not. And it doesn't really matter. Matter, Stephanie. Right. Like it don't matter. Right. How did I just get loud? I'm starting to yell. About to blow my microphone out. It don't matter if other people aren't setting the boundaries is not your responsibility to go with the flow and be exhausted and tired and bitter. Like it's your sole responsibility to get your mental health in order and not wait for somebody else to do that for you. Yes. And the flow that I'm going with is my flow. It's so interesting mm -hmm. because that's one thing that on all the like, you know, 
tests and different things that come up, like mine usually comes up to where I, once I'm committed to something, I'm very like, this is what I'm doing. And it's very difficult for people to change my mind. And I'm like, I don't know why they keep trying. Right. <laughs> so yes, I am going with the flow, but it's my flow. It's the flow that's making me happy. Right. Which is not going to look like whatever somebody else thinks that it should look like. And you have to get to a point where you're okay with that. Hey, Chrissy Rutherford here, inviting you to join my private community, Money Loves Happy People. Yes, the information is so good. We do live interviews Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I have hundreds of on-demand videos in this community, including my signature course, How to Use the Superpower Method to Write an Irresistible Resume, my other course, Seven Keys to Getting the Raise that You Desire and Deserve, I made hundreds of videos from amazing thought leaders from around the world. You have access to on demand for less than $500. Go ahead, register, join us in this community, get this insight and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. I don't know who that is. Either that's Stephanie, uh, not Stephanie, uh, Amanda or Jennifer. So we'll see. They're going to pop their name in. All right. So let's talk about community. And I still have women who be like, Christy, I just want to coach with you one-on-one. And I'm like, no, first of all, I don't do one-on-one no more. Uh, it's exhausting. I like y'all though. But there's so much power in a group, you know? So, uh, and, and some women, when they hear group, they want to run away because they be like, oh yeah, I know about that already. I've been in a group. I'd be like, you ain't never been over here to group. So what's been your experience, you know, with regards to, um, you know, being in a community of women who are like-minded um, and want to be free? Eagle crew. <laughs> Shout out to the Eagle crew. This is very different. First thing is everybody is showing up. Like once you got to the point where you signed up and you made the decision, like I'm going to be in this program and dedicate these next few months to really doing this. Like everybody is already on the same page. Everybody is, you know, smart, a certain level of intellect. They've already accomplished a lot of things. So that stuff is out of the window. We don't have to establish like any sort of foundation. You just show up and you're here. And the best part of it is your development is quicker because when I get on the call and I hear somebody saying something that sounds like exactly something that I would have described or what I would have been saying and I hear how foolish it sounds, I'm like, oh, I sound just as crazy as you do. And I need to stop that because that's not good. And I think just you hear so many people come in and even though the details of what they're sharing is different, it's so similar that you can't help but to realize like this is somebody holding a mirror up to your face so that you are getting the benefit of receiving even while they're being coached in a session so it was incredible and then um the group of ladies that we happen to join all together we talk every single day um so when we got on our calls we weren't trying to catch up on like what was happening you know during the week we were just getting down the business like here's where we're stuck we're sharing our wins and it was very empowering so it, it's been incredible do y'all still talk every day? Because I mean, the Eagle Crew, the Eagle Crew is lit. So do y'all still talk every day? Y'all still we, talk? We don't talk every day, but we do keep in touch. So yeah, yeah, we're, I know. Still, we're still talking for sure. So uh, there go Kathy. Hey, Eagle Crew. <laughs>
uh, Leslie say, I'm a federal employee, but these are tools I can use. This, this is the thing about, you know, the, the work. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. It's like, and it's not necessarily about the job. I always say, I don't give an issue about your job. I don't. And I don't really care about the money, but we're going to get that money. And I talked to somebody who completed a program last year. And she was talking about a lot of health, health challenges that she had that she never told me about. And, you know, we make big promises over here. And I was like, uh, you know, high blood pressure, pre-diabetic and, you know, all these things. I was like, but is it gone? She was like, yeah, it's gone now. I said, of course, I would have told you that last year had you disclosed it, because a lot of that stuff is rooted in stress. And a lot of our stress is rooted in popping off on people. A lot of our stress is rooted in, um, you know, going to work, expecting to be disrespected. And then getting disrespected and then giving people their business, you know, and, and a part of the, um, the, 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 the baggage and the pain that we're carrying around, we're expected to be disrespected because we have not decided that we're going to seek peace. We're going to seek hell when we go to work. <laughs> so sad. I hope y'all heard that. We seeking hell. We going to work seeking hell. We ain't seeking peace. And once you make a decision, you're going to seek peace then everything changes. And that's all with you and the mindset. So what's the, what, um, what shifted for you now? Like when you go to work, you're not looking to who's going to get burned down today. Cause that was the normal. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. So how do you show up at work now? And how has that changed, you know, your relationships with the people around you? Or I would say how has changed the relationship with the people around you and how you now show up at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at work, um, I, I'm definitely doing a lot more laughing. Sometimes I catch myself like singing, walking from the parking garage to the building or just doing random things. I'm like, oh, I was doing that out loud. I'm so sorry. Um, but it also is giving people a lot more grace because I'm giving myself the grace. And honestly, it's just more of being in the program. You're just more aware of things now that you weren't aware of that you can identify in people. So the same thing because of the community, I can look at a person and say, ooh, like I see they're kind of on edge today. I don't know why. I don't need to know why, but I recognize it, right? And so it's different from me just interpreting something different from them. Like I'm just seeing things with a new lens because of my experience in the program with other people. I don't diagnose the people. I don't necessarily address it, but I just recognize it. And I say, okay, that person needs a little bit more grace today. Um, So it's a lot of that. And then at home, so it's interesting because last year I went home right before Hurricane Ida. So me and my mom end up like making a little staycation. We left for a week. And then her power still wasn't on. So she came back here with me for a month and a half. My poor mom, she was like, listen, you need to get it together. You can't keep doing this. So I hadn't got on her nerves. <laughs> and so that has been really good for her to see you know, my growth. And I actually brought her to Atlanta with me. Uh, that was one of the reasons why. So when we had the live event there. But um, yeah, she was like, you need to get it together. I don't know what's going on, but you need to do something different because you're not what you're not going to do is be snapping on me. <laughs> <laughs> Mama said, you're not going to dress me like that. because, But that was normal. You don't know that you're snapping. You'd be like, what you talking about? So let's get to, my, to why, why I call this what is happiness. So I remember one time, you know, uh, we can call it drug through the mud. We can call it, I mean, whatever you want to call it. 
um, when I was like, are you like, I'm happy. I was like, uh, <laughs> I know. The I'm day. Happy. I remember the day. I'm happy. <laughs> I was like, well, you don't look happy. Yes, I am. Don't like, don't tell me what I'm not. I'm happy. I was like this. So that's what happened. Yes. Okay. That's pretty much what yeah. <laughs> so we were going over the scale, right? So the scale that goes from a negative three to a plus three. And the negative three is like basically you're miserable. And the zero is where you're you're neutral, right? And so in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm at a zero because I was definitely at a negative three. Like, I'm good. Like, what are you talking about? And so um, you were like, no, you're miserable. And I'm like, what you're not going to do is call me miserable because I know what miserable looks like and I'm not miserable. Right. And I think it literally, it probably took about two weeks for me to let it sink in because I was heated with you. I'm like, she's not about to be. I know she'll be telling people off. But again, Miss Popoff is about to pop back up. Um, but I realized what you were saying is like, you have to keep progressing. Like you getting to the point where you're just neutral is not the goal of what we're doing here. Right. And I think it took me a while for you to say, no, like, I'm not saying that you're where you were, but you're not finished. Like you just got here and you're thinking, Oh, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm a chill. Like I'm not, you know, ripping my hair out and laying in the bed all day. And it's like, no, there's more. <laughs> that was a rough conversation. I was real rough. I, I knew you didn't like me when I got the phone, and I ain't give it ish. I ain't give it ish. I was going to spell it, and then I was about to cuss at the same time. So, so this is the thing, you know. I was thinking, <clears throat> and I actually talked to the coaches about it, uh, you know, last week. Where if if there are ten levels of happiness um, that we're trying to get y'all to, level ten is is like me. People be like, "What does this chick smoke every day?" Because I need some of that, right? Level eight to ten is this piece that surpasses understanding, right? And you're and you're in the eight to ten mark today, but at the time you were probably at about five. Is this thing button? Yes, we got my clothes together. So at the time you were about five, and you were like, "I'm good because I'm not where I started," and I'm like, "No, there are other levels that are available to you." If you just make a decision that you're not going to stop and say, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, <clears throat> you know, for us is not necessarily, um, you know, it's not about the money. One, two is not really about your job, but man is waiting for you. The, the, the joy and the smile and, and, you know, the happiness that you have today is available to you. If you just make a decision that, Oh, I can be that happy. So what was the, um, you know, I, I want to hear the internal dialogue. You was like, what she not going to do is, disrespect, <laughs> is not put respect on my name. And then yeah. you said it took you two weeks to figure it out. So what was the conversation going on in your head? Because I, you know, Stephanie, I talked to a lot of women and, you know, and I just be like, you know, you can be happy, you know, you can be free. Mm -hmm. And they are terrified to not be a, 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 an a-hole. Does that make sense? Like they've been stuck and popping off for so long. For me to say you can be happy is terrifying and they just go back to hell and they just be like this. I don't want to do it because the, the the gap in their mind is too big and then they just fold and just stay uh, miserable. Yeah, I mean, the last two years have been difficult for a lot of reasons. I moved across the country, did all these things. And so when I was thinking about the fact that I had been at a 
deficit and operating at a deficit for so long, I had really been intentional about doing all the work and showing up and for you to come in and be like, you ain't did nothing. Like that's basically how I took it. And I was like, don't try to play me. <laughs> that's that's not true, right? And so I think it was just more from my perspective was, no, I've done a lot. It's just, I was in a hole. So it took me a lot to just even get to this point. And I was just trying to get to a point to say, I'm just really grateful that I'm here right now. It wasn't that I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I want to settle here. But I think I ultimately got to the, you know, decision, even like the ladies had to encourage me because I'm like, I don't know, I might not show up next week <laughs> on one of these calls. Okay. If, if somebody keeps talking to me like this, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it was just more of like, okay, yeah, you have come a long way. Um, there were days where the days were just really hard. They're not like that anymore, but you need to keep going while you have this momentum. And I think that's what the message really was. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. I hope that you are enjoying this podcast as much as we loved putting it together for you to share insight to make your life better. Now, did you get your copy of my resume course, How to Use the Superpower Method to Write an Irresistible Resume to Land You a High-Paying Job? Look, even if you have somebody write your resume for you, how do you know whether or not it sucks? <laughs> and did you give them the information to be able to write a great resume or did you hope that they were going to spend gold out of something that you gave them that wasn't that good? So get this course, not just to write your own resume, but to be able to provide resume writers with what they need to adequately tell your story so you can get paid the money that you desire and deserve. So go ahead and click on the link on around this video, get this course, use it and get paid what you deserve. It's less than $50. I mean, come on, just get the course and use it. See you soon. Yeah, it's like fight for your life. You know, and so you're going to settle at being content. Mm -hmm. You know, our, our favorite quote, William George Jordan, content is a greatly overrated virtue. It is a kind of deluded despair. It is it is a condition in which people drink vinegar and try to smack their lips as if it's wine. Content enables one to warm their hands at a past joy that only exists in memory. So you are going to park at content. And then I come over here talking about Mm -mm, that ain't enough. And you were like, oh, no, because because <clears throat> we we have people who will celebrate progression. But my goal was to get you to like to like where you are now. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's not. And what we, what we not going to do over here is. <laughs> is let y'all park and and not get all that. We know that you desire, and I think that's the difference, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we know that there are different levels accessible and available to you. And so I always tell women who think, you know, I need to do something. I got to prepare before I join y'all. I'd be like, so, um, control freak, you don't have to do anything. What are we going to do if you're going to do all the work before you come, right? And we're so accustomed. You got a million degrees. We're so accustomed to being the smartest woman in the room. We're so accustomed to knowing everything that... You know, if if you just yield to the system and, you know, the joy that we've created, I just be like, 
I'm not saying that you didn't do the work because you have. Congratulations. I'm just saying that you could you could be happy. And you was like, I don't know what she talked about. I don't really like that. And I'm glad I made you angry because two weeks later, when, when, when I saw you again, you were actually smiling at the way that I'm like this. Now she knows what I'm talking about. I'm on board. But I think also because everything, I mean, this was all in a matter of weeks, right? I wasn't even finished the program and you're telling me this. So I just felt like I... It was only a few weeks ago that I met you. Like <laughs> I, you were, I felt like you were talking to me as if you know this had been years that had passed. It's like, okay, this is definitely an accelerated process, which is the point. Yeah, why wait? What we wait for twenty twenty three for you to be happy? Be happy now. You was like, but it, but Stephanie, and what it took two weeks. The light bulb when the light bulb went on. Oh. Joy, does that make sense? Rough two weeks, though. <laughs> but but the rough two weeks was the internal battle because yeah. it was available to you. It's not like you did anything other than accept that you could be happier. And then it's like this boom, happiness. Boom. That could have took two hours. It could have took five minutes, or it could have taken two weeks. And that's the um um that's just based on your belief system. Mm-hmm. So, two more questions. Let's talk about um, what's your definition of happiness uh, today versus what you thought happiness was um, early January before you started with us? Yeah, I talked about it a little bit already, but it's it's literally just doing the things that I want to do. Before, I thought it was more of like, a list of things like, oh, this particular activity, like, oh, I like walking along the lake or going on the river walk or doing all these things. It's like, no, like some days that might be it. And some days it's not it. And it's just recognizing like, it's what I want to do. It, whatever that is, it's exactly that. And it's not what other people think is a good idea or something for me to do, even if it's a wonderful thing. That's not it for me. It's exactly what I want to do and nothing else. And I think a part of, I just want to expand on, um, you know, what I observe in you in, in, in your happiness. Cause I remember Miss Popoff, I was like, my God, um, we're excited. We're going to set you free. Um, the second thing was when you, when you did the work and you got up to content, and now, you know, you're always smiling, right? You talked about, I just walk in the parking lot and I'm laughing and people, and, and I'm like, oh, I just call myself, you know, enjoy. And so happiness is you can now feel happy. You are lighter. You don't, it's, it's not a lot of regret because you don't do stuff that you don't want to do. Does that make sense? And you have um, <clears throat> accepted where you want to go. And so you're not doing all the wrong things for service, you're like this. Nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> that that was part of the problem before that I kept saying that, and now uh -huh. just I don't even say anything. I just I'm doing the things that I want to do. There's nothing for me to say. <laughs> if yeah. I'm doing this, then that should be understood that I didn't want to do the other thing that I'm not doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, two more questions. Who who was your coach, <clears throat> and what was your experience? You know, because a lot of times, like we're we're shifting. Like I have coaches now and it doesn't have to be crazy. Crazy come in and, uh, 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 and then it, you know, we've, we've duplicated. And I, I was telling somebody yesterday, like 
we've duplicated our results in other women. Once a high achieving badass woman gets free, you know, my coaches are my former clients. So what was your experience, you know, working with someone else that wasn't me? And did you get the result that you that you desired? Absolutely. Coach Raquel, if you're watching this, thank you so much for everything. First of all, um, she was, you know, very gracious with us all the time. And then literally when we were getting when she knew we were getting close to the end before we go to like the next phase of the program. One night we got on that call and I was like, oh, she's not playing with us today. <laughs> like she was gracious enough with us when we needed it, but she also turned up the heat when we needed it. But all with just being just as nice as she is. But it was just I just remember that week because all of us were like, oh, my gosh, like, let me put on my seatbelt and buckle up because she is no longer playing with us. Yeah, we've been doing the work and, you know. She's been given grace, but, you know, she'll talk to us. But listen, Raquel does not play. <laughs> Raquel says she is, I mean, uh, Leander says she'll slap you in the head. You know, the thing about Raquel, you know, I always tell y'all, Raquel is the angriest woman I had ever met in my life. I was like, my God, you're like, number one. She's still the top angriest. And, I, it is, and it's been a while, so, it, so it's getting away from me remembering that. I just still remember she's like the number one. So to be as happy as she is, which people would never they'd be like, wait, you used to be angry because she's always smiling. She knows the levels of joy. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so if y'all, if, if we're trying to get y'all to 10 and y'all dabbling at five and six and y'all like, like, that's it. She's going to turn up the heat because she's lived it. She is it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. And she was, um, she was vulnerable with us too. And so she shared um, with us some of her journey. I think that was also helpful. So it wasn't from the perspective of I'm just telling you what to do and I haven't actually done any of this. Um, so I think that was, it was amazing. Okay. What advice do you have for women uh, who are, you know, one, we have our uh, event coming up. You can go to levelupwithchrissy.com. It's the event that Stephanie was at that she talked about. Uh, but what advice do you have for women who are considering, you know, working with us or women who are angry and if they don't know whether or not they could change? What advice do you have for them? I would uh, say you definitely can change. Like, however you want your experience to be, whatever it is, like, it can be that. You're, it's your decision, right? So if you want to keep having a miserable experience, you can do that. But if you want to have an amazing experience, you can do that, too. Like, it's it's totally up to you my physical environment absolutely nothing has changed nothing it wasn't like i i ran away from something like i still have to see the same people and so that was the biggest thing for me was like okay i, I actually know this is real it's different if it would be out of sight out of mind and i don't have to see the people who are getting on my nerves anymore like nope i get to see them and smile and do all these things and it's like this can actually work also Sure, you could tell yourself you could do all these things on your own, but the reality is you haven't done it yet. And again, like it's not going to be as fast. This is an accelerated pace and you're not going to be able to say, oh, like this is my plan. And in a year or two years, like that's still too long. Right. Like we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And it's really important that you can figure out how to live your life for today. So that's definitely what I would say. Okay. Meet us in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, meet us, meet us in Vegas in November. It's going to be amazing. You know, we got the DJ. We're bringing the event planner and the DJ, and then and then we're going to make it work. So, um, yeah, if you want to join me for my event, you can join us tomorrow at Level Up um, with Chrissy.com or whatever Saturday we're having this event, just in case you're watching the replay. Um, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing your insight and your information. And, uh, you know, we're always proud of you and your progress. We're proud of the Eagle Crew because y'all rock hard. Uh, over here in these streets. Um, but I love that, you know, we've created a, um, you know, a community of women where we just want to be happy, you know, and I met your mom. I should have harassed a little longer, but I was running around, but it's like, we, our goal is just to change the world one woman at a time, a group of women at a time. And it's, and it's really about knowing that we deserve great. And we've done the work. We got the degrees, right? Why aren't we happy? <laughs> we thought that if we did all the things, we checked all the boxes, we got the job, we got the money, we got this, we got that, that we would actually be happy. So here we are having all these things, bougie, Gucci down to the socks, and and we're miserable. So it's like, what's the point? Let's go get this joy. And, and, and it's not another book that you can read. And why wait for two years? Let's go get this thing uh, real fast. So again, Stephanie, don't hang up. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, y'all. Y'all have a great weekend. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if you love this episode. Follow Christy on Instagram and LinkedIn. And don't forget to get her free gift by texting change now. All one word. Again, change now to 66866. Until next time, go out and win bigger.